What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB here to give you everything you need to know and nothing you don't to bet the John Deere Classic as the PGA Whore, PGA Whore, what? As the PGA Tour heads to TPC Deer Run in Silvis, Illinois. Uh, it's usually known as a pretty crappy event, but you know, you can still make money off of it, okay? We've had some long shots win here before. Uh, definitely a first-timers kind of event. We'll get into that. I'm going to give you just, you know, some key stats about the course you need to know, some trends that we've seen over the last few years. Uh, at the end, I'm going to tell you about the guys who really suck here based on strokes gain data over the last, you know, few years and, and guys who play really well here. I'm going to give you the key stats that I think are important if you're playing DFS or betting at all. Let's get into it. I'm going to, I'm going to share my screen here. I'm going to show you a couple things. Let's kick it off with just a little bit of the basics about TPC Deer Run. It is a par 71, tipped out at around 7,289 yards. Doesn't mean they're going to play it that long at all. Uh, you got three par fives on the course, four par threes, and one drivable par four out there. There are only about three holes where water comes into play and around 75 or so bunkers in play on uh, TPC Deer Run. The greens are bent grass. They, they run pretty pure. Everything you hear about, everything you read about says the greens here run pretty pure. Uh, they do what they look like they're going to do. They putt well. They run at about a 12 on the stemp, and they don't have a ton of undulation, but they are on the smaller side of around 5,500 square feet, which a course like this would have to do because it's really the only defense. I mean, there's not a lot of trouble otherwise. Uh, you got loads of first-timers here, including guys like Jordan Spieth and Bryson DeChambeau won their first PGA Tour events at TPC Deer Run for the John Deere Classic, and a bunch of different skill sets. When you look at guys who've won here before, you see different stuff. You got real short hitters like Stricker has won here multiple times. Zach Johnson, you know, real short hitters, good wedge players, putt it well. But then you got Dylan Fratelli, who a lot of people may not know is a long, long hitter. Lucas Glover, who's not short by any means, but definitely known as a ball striker and terrible putter. I mean, my God, look over the last 10 to 15 years and tell me, give, you know, there's probably not many names better at putting than Steve Stricker, right? And there's probably not too many names worse at putting than Lucas Glover, and both have won here. But it just shows you you can have you can kind of have a, a hot week with the flat stick here. Recent results also may vary uh, when you have missed cuts in consideration here uh, leading into in terms of form. You know, in other words, like if you look at Dylan Fratelli, if you look at Michael Kim, if you look at Lucas Glover, for example, none of those guys were really flashing any sort of form in their previous few starts. In fact, all of them had a missed cut. I think Michael Kim had missed the cut in his previous three starts when he won the John Deere Classic. So it's just so it's kind of one of those events where there's a ton of variance in terms of who could play well. It just takes that four rounds to get really hot, maybe. And uh, you know these guys are starting to think about the FedEx Cup because at the at the point where it is in the season right now, there's only about five or six events before the FedEx Cup playoffs start. And if you're on that bubble, you're not going to play all five or six events, or you don't want at least you don't want to. You will if you have to if it means trying to save your card and get your points. But you, you know. It, you're, you're trying to only play maybe two or three or four maybe uh, events remaining in the year. So you're starting to kind of look at yourself on the bubble and say, all right, where am I? What do I need to do? We got to really lock down and get motivated here, do something different if, if things aren't working. So it's just something to consider. Let's take a look at the scorecard for TPC Deer Run. Uh, I like to do this. You've got some, you know, you can see there aren't really a whole lot of long par fours here. The longest par four you see is like uh, maybe number 15, the 484 yarder. The finishing hole on 18, 476 yards. The par threes, you got 561. Uh, I mean, sorry, the par fives, 561, 596, and 569. Now, again, this is all tipped out. Doesn't mean they're going to play it there every time. Uh, you got one short par three, uh, 158, and then uh, I guess 186 is also pretty short by tour standards there, number three. 
A couple potentially drivable par fours, depending on where they put the tees. Number 14 has definitely been drivable in the past, a 361-yard uh, par four there. So, uh, actually, I'm sorry, I missed number nine, the longer par three, 500 and par four. God dang it. Longer par four, 503-yard number nine. Uh, so, anyway, there's a scorecard just for some context. Let's take a look at some other key stats and trends. There are only four other courses on the PGA Tour's regular stop since 2015 that have played easier historically than TPC Deer Run. Uh, this, is, this, this golf tournament, we have seen some major, I think nine out of the last 13 or 15 winning scores have hit 20 under or better. This is 100% a birdie fest, okay? And per data golf, only 16 other courses on the PGA Tour since 2015 have a higher course history. Uh, predictive value than TPC or Deer Run. Now, you may think that's not a lot, but you know there's like 50-something courses on that list, and only 16 have a higher predictive value in terms of course history. So I do think course history tends to matter. We see some guys, some of the same guys pop up here uh, over and over again, even if they come in with not great form. It's something to, to pay attention to. I think you weigh it a little more than you would on average. And also, per data golf, only six other regular stops on the PJ Tour have a higher greens and reg percentage then deer run at 74%. So tons of greens and regulations get hit here. A lot of greens and reg here, okay? Even guys who don't normally hit a lot of greens and reg are going to hit a lot of greens and reg here, which is why, you know, it definitely turns into a putting contest. It's like, who can make those? And that's where there's so much variance because putting is the most variable stat we could possibly look at. It's the most variable piece of the game that you could possibly look at. If you're really long off the tee, you're, you're probably going to be really long off the tee every single week, right? Unless you're injured. If you're, uh, you know, an exceptional wedge player, that's not usually something that comes and goes. So putting can be something where even the best putters in the world can be cold one week and the, the hole doesn't even look big enough for the ball to fit in it. And there's weeks like Lucas Glover had where, you know, the, the hole just gets bigger and bigger and you have the putting week of your life and you combine that with your excellent ball striking and here you are. Um, let's look at some more trends here. Per data golf, this is like really talking about the fairways and, uh, and such off the tee game here at TPC Deer Run. Deer Run sits in the middle in terms of driving distance, averaging about 287 yards off the tee since 2015 on the PGA Tour. And only Seasides, uh, or Sea Island Seaside course and the Plantation course at Kapalua have a higher percentage of fairways hit than Deer Run at 75.2%. So guys are averaging 287 off the tee and they're hitting 75% of these fairways. And, uh, and, and 287 might sound short because we're so used to hearing all the big numbers, but that's, like I said, it's in the middle of the pack, really, in terms of distance on PGA Tour since 2015. The average fairway width here is about 39 yards, and that's similar to TPC River Highlands, Vedanta Vallarta, and TPC Craig Ranch. Now, those fairways are kind of wide. Um, that, that is in the, that's on the wider side of PGA Tour average, um, but here's a, here's a key stat. Deer Run sits among the top quartile in terms of missed fairway penalty shots per data golf, similar to Sedgefield, Bay Hill, and Seaside. Now, when I say penalty shots, I don't mean actual penalty shots, um, but I mean like if you, if you consider the strokes lost when, when fairways are missed at this golf course, it's actually pretty significant, comparable to Sedgefield, Bay Hill, places like that. Um, so yes, the fairways are wider and they are easier to hit. And I do think guys will hit plenty of drivers here, but you want that, that total driver. You want that total driving bad boy. Okay. Because if you miss, it is hard to make up when a birdie fest to hit 5,500 average square foot greens from the rough. It doesn't matter what kind of, you know, what shape the rough's in. It's still tough. 
So uh, thanks to consider there. I want to look at a couple of player quotes here. This is from Dylan Fratelli, uh, previous winner here. Uh, And this is something I was talking about earlier. He says, I've played well in some bigger tournaments. My world ranking hasn't suffered, but I haven't made many FedEx Cup points. Um, He struggled with that. He says, yeah, it's three or four tournaments left. I guess I'm only going to play in two of them beyond this, but I'm looking at just popping inside that top 125, getting into the first playoff event, and then we'll go from there. Like I said, guys starting to kind of look ahead at the schedule and say, here's how many events I have left to rack up FedEx Cup points, and if I don't get on it, I'm, I'm not, this is not going to be easy for me. So something there from, from Fratelli. I want to look at a few quotes here. Michael Kim, another previous champion. He says, I've been really comfortable on the course last couple of years. You look at the guys that have done well here, like Stricker, Zach Johnson, Jordan Spieth. They're guys that don't necessarily bomb the ball. Now, Jordan bombs it now, but he didn't bomb it then. But they have great wedge game, and their putting is so good. Uh, so you can, you can kind of see that. The greens are great. They're soft, and they're rolling true. They're bent grass, so you just hit it on your line. So Michael Kim talking about not needing to hit the ball far, Definitely being about wedge game and, and putting. DA Point says it's a putting contest. That's why Steve Stricker and Zach Johnson win a lot because they make everything. Keegan Bradley, um, terrible putter. You're going to have to make a bunch of birdies on this course to contend, but most importantly, you got to hit the ball in the fairways. They are generous fairways, like we said, averaging 39 yards. But if you do hit it in the fairway, you're going to be able to basically attack every pin position because, they tend, because they're running soft. You know, with every PGA Tour event, if it's softer, the, the the pins are more accessible no matter where they put them. These guys are going to throw darts. Uh, if it firms up, it's going to be more difficult. We haven't typically seen TPC Deer Run play all that firm ever. So uh, that's, that's that. All right, let's look at some track hacks. Who are the guys who have sucked here? Before we get into this, real quick, I got my Bad Birdie shirt on. You guys know I'm a huge Bad Birdie fan. Shout out to Bad Birdie. Uh, they're always helping you know, keep me dapper or keep me looking all right. Okay. Go get you a bad birdie shirt. Check it out. Be man enough to rock one of these. This is like a Saved by the Bell look. I really love this. But in the comments, I'd be interested to know, who's your favorite golf clothing brand? Like, if you're going to wear a golf clothing brand, you know, what is it? You know, is it Peter Millar? Is it, um, you know, Pat, who is Pat? Well, Pat loves Peter Millar. Uh, is it Greg Norman brand, like my dad likes, you know? Uh, whatever. Just put that in the comments. I'd be curious. We'll give this video a thumbs up, please. And subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Tons of content come out every single week on the Tour Junkies YouTube channel. And uh, drop that comment, favorite golf brand. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, thank you. We'd love, the, we'd love a five-star review. If you could take just a few seconds to do that, that would be awesome. All right, let's get to the track hacks. I look at a minimum of 12 rounds. Guys who played here, a minimum of 12 rounds in the past who have really underperformed uh, in terms of strokes gained on this golf course. And on a tournament, on a course like this, where there's so many different player types that, do, that, that can do well or do poorly here, it's kind of, this, this information is not as interesting to me. Um, there are some names in here that I would think would do really great here, and they just haven't, like Brendan Todd and JT Poston. Two names I think should suit this place very well, but just have not done it. Ted Potter Jr., Harris English, Ryan Armour, Ryan Palmer, Nick Taylor, Bryce Garnett, Hudson Swafford, and Amish Troy Merritt, all names that have not played well here in the past. Those are the worst. In terms of like relevant names right now, uh, the year of our Lord. Course horses, same standard, minimum 12 rounds here, but these guys have played very well at this course. Number one is Jordan Spieth, followed by Russell Henley, Steve Stricker, Zach Johnson, Scott Brown, Daniel Berger, Patton Kazire, Sam Ryder, Ryan Moore, and Charles Howell III are your course horses. You got a, a mixture in there, right? Charles Howell's always been kind of a longer hitter. Um, Patton Kazire can move it out there a little bit. Daniel Berger can move it out there a little bit. But you definitely have your short knockers. Scott Brown, Ryan Moore, Sam Ryder, Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker. Henley's not the longest guy on the planet. So 
Uh, that's course horses and track hacks. Now let's talk about some key stats, and we will get out of here. Key stats for me, I, I do think you can wait course history here. We talked about that. Recent form leading in, let's look at it. But like I mentioned earlier, you don't have to have tremendous recent form in terms of results to play well here and to pop here at the John Deere Classic. Plus, the strength of field here is usually so terrible. I mean, if you're playing, if, you're, if your guys miscut form in previous events is a miscut and a 58th and a miscut, but he's played in, you know, the Memorial, the U.S. Open, and one other course, like, those are tough tracks against some of the toughest fields in golf. Dig into the data, you know, make sure, you know, because that could be misleading, right? Because he's going to come here and he's going to play against, you know, crappy fields. Strokes gain off the tee, I think, is really important because we can, we can mine those guys that hit it long and straight. The guys that hit it so straight, they're never in trouble. They're going to have plenty of approaches into these greens from the fairway. That's important. Birdie or better is going to be huge as well. DraftKings points scored, birdie or better, whatever you got. Got to make birdies. Opportunities gained is another stat I didn't put on here that I should have from Fantasy National. Uh, Long-term and short-term strokes gained approach play. I want to know that. Who's good wedge players, short iron players. Tons of shots from that 150 and in range here at TPC Deer Run, so I want to look at that. Uh, Long-term off the tee and approach. Uh, Bent grass putting is going to be important, right? How comfortable are we putting on bent grass surfaces? Is that our best surface? But again, Take it with a grain of salt because Lucas Glover sucks on everything. It, you know, he sucks literally on any, any surface. So take that into, into consideration when you're looking at this. And then finally, the Strokes Game FedEx Cup, right? Like exactly what we just saw for Telly said. Are, are there guys who we find might have a little extra motivation? Uh, and we've debated this over the last seven years of doing this podcast, but there are tournaments where guys feel more motivated and they, 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 focus in just a little bit harder. Even though, yes, it's their job, and even though they're professionals, yes, and even though they want to win every tournament they play, we've talked to plenty of tour caddies and players, and, and there is something different when something extra is on the line for them. You know, th- this, is going to be, this is going to be what feeds their family or not from the PJ Tour or the Corn Ferry Tour if they don't finish in the top 125. So it is very important. Um, so don't overlook that. Thanks for watching the video. Please leave the comment. Favorite golf clothing brand. Give it a like. Subscribe to the channel. Five-star review on Apple and Spotify. And let's have a great week. May your screens be green and bend over your bookie. See ya!